Whither thou goest to possess it. And has cast out many nations before thee. Note those nations. One, the Hittites. The Gagashites. The Amorites. The Canaanites. And the Perizzites. And the Hevites. And the Jebusites. Seven nations. Greater and mightier than thou. And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them and thou shalt make no covenant with them and not show mercy unto them. Every enemy of your destiny will go down this morning. Father, send your word this morning. Let everyone on this mountain hear you and let no one leave here disabled the king. In Jesus' mighty name. Please be come to the city. Conquering the enemies of your supernatural turnaround. Your supernatural turnaround in every area of life is real. God has ordained you for a change of story, a dramatic change of story. Dramatic turnaround. Dramatic blessing. And we see from scripture that everyone that works with, with him experienced overnight supernatural turnaround. We saw that with Joseph in Genesis chapter 41 from verse 38. I mean, that word came from heaven, the one we had just earlier on. And we saw the turnaround of Joseph came by wisdom. And overnight, his destiny took a new turn. He moved from the prison to the palace overnight. That was a dramatic turnaround. Someone is here. Before the end of the month of September, there shall be a dramatic turnaround in your life in the name of Jesus. Esther, a slave, Went for the beauty contest. Esther chapter 2. And suddenly. From verse 15 to 17. God gave her. A dramatic turnaround. That moved her from being a slave. To the first lady. <laughs> you cannot explain. That kind of breakthrough. You can't explain it. It's inexplainable. I mean somebody in the morning. A slave. And then by the time she's. Sleeping in the night, the first lady sleeping in the palace. Somebody here, overnight turnaround will be your portion in the name of Jesus Christ. And now you look at Peter, whose business had gone down. Then packing up with the story of failure. And suddenly, Jesus arrived. And then there was a supernatural turnaround. He, they turned around and missed him that he had to go on his knees. He said, I've never seen this kind of breakthrough before. Oh God of heaven, please depart from me. I'm a, I'm a sinful person. Now somebody is here. What you do not desire, God will give it to you. What is more than you? Look at me here. Because you're on this ground, God will do it for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, listen, even though God's will is for you to enjoy all this 
all around supernatural throne land, there are enemies you must conquer to access your supernatural throne land. We look at them one after the other. God spoke to the Israelites that as they arrive in the land, the promised land, they will meet seven nations. And those seven nations, they must smite them. They must destroy them. They are the enemy that will hinder their access to the promised land, to the milk and honey that God had for them. And today, this is very relevant to us. Those seven nations are still alive today to hinder many from accessing their supernatural tolerance. And then, until you conquer them, supernatural tolerance may be a mirage. Let's look at them one after the other. Number one, he said, when you get there, you will see the Hittites. You must destroy them so that you can enter and take advantage of God's blessing for your life. The word Hittites means fear. It means terror. It means discourage. It means care. Now, listen. If you are going to experience supernatural tolerance, one major enemy you must stop. You must break the hold. You must conquer is the enemy of fear. The enemy of fear, the Hittites. Fear is a disguised and poisonous cancer that sends people into early grave and hinder their access to supernatural turnaround. Every time you allow fear in your life, it stops you, it hinders your access to God's blessing in your life. Fear is one major enemy you must deal with in your life. Fear, 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 fear of death, fear of tomorrow, fear of failure. Fear of old age, fear of not making it, fear of not getting results, fear, 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 fear. An average man needs to deal with that to access his supernatural tolerance because no matter what God has said to you, fear may not allow you to enter into it. So you have to deal with the spirit of fear. The problem of Job for nine months at the root of it is fear. Job chapter 3, verse 27. You hear Job saying, The thing that I fear has come upon me, that which I was afraid of has eventually happened to me. You must watch what you fear. And please understand, fear is not from God. Every time you are afraid of something, understand that it's from the devil. And the devil sent it to hinder you from accessing your blessing in God. He sent it to hinder you from accessing your supernatural tolerance in God. For second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, he said, God has not given us the spirit of fear. He has not given us the spirit of fear. He said, if God has not given you the spirit of fear, who gave it to you? Satan gave it to you. Because the enemy knows until you are fearless, you can't access your blessing. We live in a kingdom where only the fearless rules and reign. Only the fearless, the confident reigns and the fearful asleep. You must be fearless to take advantage of your inheritance in God. Fear will hinder you. Fear will stop you. For 40 days and 40 nights, fear kept soul. And all his men stranded before Goliath. I mean, it was a time for their supernatural breakthrough. The name of Saul will have been sung all over the world. But look at it here. Fear didn't allow him to take his step. For 40 days and 40 nights, each time Goliath showed up, they ran back. Each time Goliath spoke, they ran back. And one small boy came, very small on the outside, but fearless on the heart, in the heart, bold from the heart, and challenged Goliath. His fearlessness turn his destiny around. Because he was fearless, he took hold of Goliath and killed Goliath and destroyed the Philistines. And from that day, 
He has sent it through. Somebody here, whatever has kept you down, I break it in the name of Jesus Christ. There are many of you here, God has been speaking certain things to you, speaking certain blessings to you, your life, and then showing you visions of what he wants to do in your life. But fear won't allow you to take a step. That is one enemy you must destroy in your life. And through the scripture, you see that there are many fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. At least, Bible scholars tell us we have about 365 fear not in the Bible, which means every day there is a capsule for you. Fear not. Don't fear. Don't fear. Don't fear. Until you are fearful, Satan can't gain entrance into your life. Because fear is a snare. Fear is a snare. You are afraid. These things may not work. You are afraid of this. Afraid of men. Many of you have been afraid of armed robbers. Afraid of attack. Afraid of this. Afraid. Now look at it here. Fear will always sink you and sink the business. Sink your destiny. In Matthew chapter 14 verse 30, we saw how Peter had been walking on the water. Walking on the water before. Jesus spoke to him. He received the word. And then he started walking on the water. And then suddenly... Verse 30, the Bible says, and when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And then beginning to sink, you will not sink in the name of Jesus Christ. This was a man who was walking on the water before. Who was already experiencing a supernatural turnaround. His destiny had taken a new turn. Nobody had ever walked on the water before. But suddenly, he shifted his attention from the world. And started looking at the environment, the circumstances, and the challenges. And suddenly, he began to sink. You will not 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 sink. In the name of Jesus Christ. You need to destroy that demonic hole because you are going forward. You are going forward. You will break new ground by this encounter. God will change your level by this encounter. Every instruction God is giving to you on this mountain, you will be fearless to do it in the name of Jesus Christ. Number two. He says, destroy the Amorites. The word Amorite there means to say improper word. To say or improper word. Many of us today are held captive because of the word that you have spoken. If you are going to experience supernatural to run, you must watch what you say. Anything cannot just come out of your word, out of your mouth. Negative word must not come out of your mouth. You must not allow the word you speak to hinder you. Because what will either make you or break you? What will either lose you or bind you? What will either hold you down or release your progress? Many of us are where we are today because of the word you have spoken over your life. If you are going to experience supernatural turnaround, you must mind what you say. There must not be any negative word coming out from your mouth. There must not be improper word coming out of your mouth. You must say only what God says. Your language must change from this mountain. The word of your mouth must change from this mountain. Nobody must hear negative word from your mouth again. You must not confess problems. Many of you confess your problem as if they are bigger than God. It's time to start confessing the bigness of your God above your problem, above your challenge. Chapter 18 of Proverbs, verse 20. 18 of Proverbs, verse 20. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. Look at that. And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. With the increase of his lips shall he be filled. So it is your mouth that determines your turnaround and your breakthrough in life. What is coming out of your mouth? 
you can never rise above the word of your mouth. Verse 21 of that same scripture. Chapter 18 of verse 21. He said, death and life and the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Death and life and the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. You want to see life in your life. Life in your marriage. Life in your business. You want to see things turn around in your life? Begin to say proper things and stop saying improper things. You need to destroy that enemy for your supernatural turn around to touch your hand. 12, 12 spies were sent to spy the promised land. The turnaround of the whole nation. Numbers chapter 13. The Bible says, 10 of them came back and said, we cannot. They came back and said, we saw giants there. They came back and said, look at it here. There are enemies in the land we cannot enter. And God said, because you have said you cannot enter, you will never enter. Two of them came back and said, we can enter. We can do it. Things are happening. They declared the power of God. And suddenly, God intervened and turned things around for them. Numbers chapter 12. Chapter 14, verse 28. He says, say unto them, as truly as you have said in my ears, so will I do unto you. As you have said in my ears, so will I do unto you. As you have spoken in my ears, so will I do unto you. As you have spoken in the ears of God, so will he do unto you. So you determine your breakthrough. You determine your turnaround. You determine your the, what God does in your life by the word that is coming out of your mouth. Please, from this mountain, watch what you say. Chapter 6 of Proverbs 2. He said, Thou art taken captive by the word of the mouth. Hmm? Thou art snared by the word of, of the mouth. Thou art taken captive or taken with the word of your mouth. You are snared by what you say. You must mind what you say from today. It must never come out of your mouth that things are not working again. It must never come out of your mouth. That things are stagnant in your life. It must never come out of your mouth that you are sick. He said, let the weak see I am strong. Jewish chapter 3 verse 10. You will always have what you say. So it is one enemy you must conquer in your life. They call them the Amorites. Chapter 21 of Proverbs verse 23. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 23. It says, Put it on the screen. Chapter 21, Proverbs verse 23. 21, verse 23. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue, keepeth his soul from troubles. Look at that. So you don't keep your soul and your mouth by policemen. You don't keep your soul and your destiny by policemen around you or guiding you. You keep your soul, you keep your life from troubles by watching what you say. You must mind what you say. So, improper word must be destroyed for you to access your God-given supernatural turnaround. Don't ever confess from today that any challenge is bigger than you. This Romans chapter 7 verse 14 tells us that. Verse 17. You must never say any challenge is bigger than you. Number three is the Canaanites. Who are the Canaanites? The word Canaan means low. Low. It means to bring down. It means to be in subjection. And then it also means to humble oneself. To experience supernatural turnaround, therefore, 
First, you must destroy low self-esteem. Secondly, you must learn how to humble yourself. One thing that will hinder your access to grace, we are talking about grace for supernatural turnaround here, that will hinder your access to grace is pride. Pride. Many people don't know they are proud. And because of pride, they are missed out of grace. And because they meet out of grace, supernatural turnaround is not their portion. It takes humility to access grace for supernatural turnaround. And one enemy the devil uses most of the time to bring people down, to hinder them, is the enemy of pride. 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 Chapter 18 of Proverbs verse 16. It says, pride goeth before destruction. And the Chapter 16, verse 18. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So, you must deal with the spirit of pride to access grace for supernatural turnaround. James chapter 4, verse 6. The Bible says, but he giveth more grace. I love that. But he giveth more grace. God will give you grace on this mountain. I said, God will give you grace on this mountain. I said, God will give you grace on this mountain. I said, God will give you grace on this mountain. I said, God will give you grace on this mountain. I said, God will give you grace on this mountain. But he giveth more grace. Who does he give grace to? Wherefore he said, God resists the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Only the humble have access to grace. So when we talk about turn around, turn around, turn around, it only answers to those who are humble, those who are working in humility. That's what it takes. Grace only answers to the humble. Nothing brings the man to shame like pride. Chapter 11 of Proverbs 2. He said, when pride comes, then shame cometh. <laughs> when pride comes, then shame cometh. When pride comes, then shame cometh. So everywhere you see pride, you see shame. But I can tell you something. Every spirit of, spirit of pride in your life is broken tonight in today in the name of Jesus Christ. Nothing robs a man of grace. And clothe a man with shame like pride. Like pride. So you need humility to access the grace we are talking about here for supernatural turnaround. First Peter chapter 5, verse 5 and verse 6. It says, Clothe yourself rather with humility. Hmm? Be subject one to another. Clothe yourself, be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud and they give grace to the humble. Verse 6, he said, humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God so that they can exalt you in due season. One major enemy that you must conquer on this mountain is the enemy of pride because you are going to break through. By today's encounter and the encounter you're having on this mountain, I see God changing your story. I said, I see God changing your story. But look at it, as God begins to open doors for you, as God begins to increase you, as God begins to prosper you, as God begins to bless you, as big things begin to change, remain humble in your eyes. That's how to retain the blessing and that's how to keep the blessing flowing. Is somebody hearing me right now? The mother of the great man of God, Ora Robert. Ora Robert, who built the first Christian university in the world in America. Great university, Ora Robert, a great evangelist before he went to be with the Lord. His mother said to him, Ora, as the Lord makes you great, he said, remain small in your eyes. Remain small in your eyes. Don't let the accolade of men make your hair to swell. Remain small in your eyes so that the grace of God that you need 
can continually be multiplied upon, upon your life. Nobody has access to grace without humility. So it takes humility to have access to grace and it takes humility to retain the grace of God. You will not miss the grace of God. You will not lose the grace of God. In Daniel chapter 4, we see from scripture how Daniel, I mean, a great man, the greatest king at that time, lost the grace, lost the blessing, lost his lifting, lost his kingdom, lost his throne because of pride. After he saw the blessing of God, he saw everything his hand has built, he went on the rooftop of the house and said, see what my hand has done. See what I have done. See the kingdom I have built. As he was saying that, the Bible says, an angel struck him and suddenly what happened to him? He became an animal. And for seven years, he went to learn how to humble himself. By the time he returned, he came back with humility. When you don't learn to give glory to God in what is happening in your life, it is pride. When you don't learn to, get, to listen to instruction from others, it is pride. They are telling you what to do, you will not do it. When you don't listen to your husband, it is pride. There are also men that are proud who will not listen to their wives. Listen to me. He said, be subject to one another. You must learn how to listen to others. Many of us believe you know everything. And that's why where you, are, you are where you are today. You need a humble heart to keep accessing grace. In the name of Jesus Christ. Grace for humility. Receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. God is going to prosper you. And God is going to bless you. I said God is going to prosper you. And God is going to bless you. I said God is going to prosper you. And God is going to bless you. And God is going to prosper you. God is going to bless you. God is going to prosper you. God is going to bless you. But pride will not rob you of the blessing of God upon your life. There are many ladies who want to be married today who cannot be married because of pride. They are proud because they just believe they are beautiful. So anybody that comes to them, they just believe that it's not, uh, it's not, their, it's not in their class. And today, they are growing older and older and older by the day. And they are leaving the market. Somebody is saying hello, grace and peace. The way they will answer the person shows that you can see pride. Because the man is not in their class. You see, God will always deal with that spirit to bless you. There is something that sent God away from every human being. It is called pride. You must deal with it. Otherwise, you can't access grace. And you need grace for supernatural turnaround. You need it. You need grace. But grace only answers to humility. Grace only answers to humility. Grace only answers to humility. Is somebody hearing me right now? You must remain humble in your life. Now look at it here. By the grace of God, Moses was the greatest apostle, prophet, pastor that ever lived in the Old Testament. But look at it here. At the root of Moses' greatness was humility. Numbers chapter 12 verse 3. The Bible says, Moses was the meekest man that ever lived. He was seeing God face to face. Yet, the meekest man that ever lived. You cannot be meek and not enjoy grace. You cannot be meek and not enjoy God's blessing. Many of us have lost out of God's blessing because of pride. Today, the spirit of pride over your life is broken in the name of Jesus Christ. One of our greatest pastors in Africa today, or even in the world, I'm talking about Pastor E. Adibuyi. The secret of that great man is humility. The secret of that great man is humility. Where you come around him, you can see humility oozing out. You can see demonstration of humility. No wonder he's commanded the kind of grace he's commanded. So it's not about gifts, it's not about education, it's not about beauty, it's not about talent, it's not about who you know. It's about your heart. 
It is your heart that determines your attitude. And your heart must be humble enough for you to rise before God. When your heart is in place, God will empower you with grace. And then you just see that you are going up. You are going up. You are going up. You are going up. From this day, you will never come down again. Lift your hand and shout free, living amen to that. Number four is the parasites. The parasite. What does the word parasite mean? The word parasite means unwalled cities. It means an open country. It means without wall. That means without control. What does that mean? It means to destroy the enemy of indiscipline. You will never be able to enjoy supernatural turnaround without a life of discipline. You must destroy the enemy of indiscipline in your life. Many are not disciplined. No control about anything. No control about food. No control about sleep. No control about money. That's why God cannot commit much into your hand. You never see any successful man in any area of life who is not a disciplined man. Is somebody hearing me right now? You can't live your life without walls. You can't live your life as an open country. You must live your life with self-control and with discipline. It takes discipline to access grace for supernatural turnaround. We are called disciples. The word disciples means a disciplined follower of Christ. A disciplined follower of Christ. You must be disciplined to access your destiny. Look at it here. Samson was not disciplined. No control. Going everywhere. Doing everything. And then he lost out. You will not lose out in Jesus' name. You must deal with that demonic hole of indiscipline in your life. Many of you sleep everywhere. No control about sleep. No control about food. You can't even fast. You can't fast. 12 in the afternoon, you're already complaining. You wake up with food. You eat so much that even in the dream, you're also eating. So in discipline about food, you open their bag now, some of the women here now, you see food inside. So they are always eating something, doing something. Some are in discipline with the word of their mouth. They talk anyhow, brrr, suffering from the spirit of garrulosity. Always talking and in the process, talk their lives out of destiny, out of God's blessing. You must deal with this in discipline. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 from verse 24. From verse 24. Hear what Paul says. He said, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all. You will win your race. But one receiveth the prize. So it's not just about running. You must run well. He says, So run that you may obtain. Run that you may obtain. Don't run like everybody is running. Run that you may obtain. Next verse there. It says, and every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. That's talking about discipline. Everyone that strive for the top, that strive for supernatural turnaround, is temperate in all things. Now, they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we are incorruptible. Verse 27, he said, I, brethren, I keep under my body. I bring into, into subjection, lest when I have preached the gospel to others, I myself should be cast away. You need discipline to enter into your inheritance in God. It's not everything that your eyes want to see that you will see. 
It's not everything that your, your hand wants to buy that you buy. Some of us are in debt today because everything they bring to you, you buy it. You are not disciplined about what to buy, what to buy. No control. Is somebody hearing me right now? Many today, even in the service today, they are already married, but their eyes are on other different women. Why? In discipline. In discipline. You need to have a war city. You need to create control around your life. To enjoy supernatural turn around. Every indisciplined spirit around you, I destroy it in the name of Jesus Christ. Let me hear you living the amen like thunder. Esau, because of lack of indiscipline, lost out his birthright. Lost out his inheritance in God. Genesis chapter 25, but from verse 29. He lost out completely. He came up, came back from, 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 the, from, the, from the wilderness and was, he was so hungry that he was ready to sell his birthright. He was not ready, wait, ready to wait for food to be cooked. He sold his birthright for a morsel of cake. He sold his birthright for a morsel of cake. He sold his birthright for a morsel of cake. It's not everything they give you that you collect. Is somebody hearing me right now? You need discipline. You need discipline. Esau, lack of discipline, made him lost his birthright. Not just that, Reuben lost his birthright, lost out of grace because of indiscipline. Genesis chapter 49. You read from verse 3 to 4. Daniel, we see a man of discipline ascended the throne, accessed grace because of a life of discipline. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says, and Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's meat. He had access to all the, all the good things, all the good things in the palace. But the Bible says, Daniel proposed that he would not defile himself with the king's meat. It's time for you to discipline yourself. Is somebody hearing me right now? You are going somewhere, you will get there. You are going somewhere, you will get there. Where God is taking you to, you will get there. You will not miss your portion. You will not come behind. You will not fail in the name of Jesus Christ. Grace to be disciplined. Receive in the name of Jesus Christ. Number five is the Hevites. What is the Hevites? The word Hevites means encampment. An encampment. The word Hevites means a village. The word Hevites means small town. Small town. What is God saying to you? If you are going to experience supernatural turnaround, you must change your thinking. You must check, change your thinking pattern. You may come from a village, but don't think as a villager. You may come from a small family. Don't think small. You may come from poverty family, from poor family. Don't think poor, poor family. Don't think poor. Change your mindset so that God can bless you. That's what God is saying here. Yes, you have been in the, in, the, in the desert. You have been the, in Egypt for 430 years. You have been a slave. You have been born man. You have been under taskmaster. You have been held captive for 430 years. But from now, don't think as a born man again. Don't think as a slave again. Begin to think as a man and a woman authority. That's what God was telling them. You must change your thinking for things to change in your life. That's very important. Many of you think small. Listen to me. Where you are coming from, does not matter. It is where you are going that matters. And in the name of Jesus Christ, where God has proposed to take you to, he will take you there. Don't allow your background, don't allow what is happening to hinder your thinking, to restrain your thinking, to make you to refuse to accept what, God's, what God has for you. Twelve spies were sent to spy King Alan. Ten of them came back and said, we cannot. Their mind was small. 
because they have been under for 430 years. They were, their mind was small. Only two came back and said, we are able, we are able, we are able. Listen to me. You must learn how to reject grasshopper mentality to, to access grace for supernatural turnaround. It's time to stop thinking small. Begin to think big. Is somebody hearing me right now? Think big about your life. Think big about your business. Think big about your career. What nobody has ever done in your family, believe God to do it. What nobody has ever achieved around you, believe God to achieve it. It is what you see that God gives to you. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14 and 15. He said to Abraham, after Lord had departed, lift up your eyes from the place where thou art, to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west. He said, as far as your eyes can see, I have given it to you. Look at it here. Jesus was born in a manger. But he died as a star. You must not die the way you are. The world must hear you. The world must celebrate you. Is somebody hearing me right now? They must hear your story. Somebody say, Living Amen to that. Somebody say, Living Amen to that. Joseph came from a battered and beaten background. But look at it here. He ended up in the palace. So forget about where you're coming from. Forget about your educational background. And take your destiny into your hand. Don't think small. Don't think small. Think big. Because you're going somewhere. Until your mindset is transformed, God cannot work in your life. It's important. Chapter 3 of Ephesians verse 20. He said, now unto him that is able to do, exceeding, abundantly above, all that you ask or think, all that you ask or think. God does not just work in answer to your prayers. He also works in answer to your thinking. He blesses you according to your thinking. So it's time to begin to think big. Think big. Think blessed. Think married. Think health. Think healthy. Think long life. Think riches. Think abundance. Think favor. Think increase. Think fruitfulness. Think joy. Think blessing all around you. And it shall be your portion. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Chapter 23 of Proverbs 7. God cannot give you what you are not thinking. It will destroy you. So on this mountain of supernatural turnaround, you must change your thinking. I say you must change your thinking. You must destroy that Hevite, that grasshopper mentality, that small mentality. You must be destroyed. Somebody is getting married after this service. If you are the one, let your image show you right now. Somebody's business will break to the right, break forth to the right, and break forth to the left after this encounter in the name of Jesus. Somebody will be opening new accounts after this service. If you are the one, let your image show you right now. Because there will be inflow of money into your hands, inflow of money into your life, resources flow into your life. If you are the one, jump on your feet and shout three living amen to that. What your father could not do, you will do it. That amen can be a better amen. What your parent could not achieve, you will achieve it. Where your family, nobody has ever gone to your family, you will get there. In the name of Jesus Christ. You are going to put the name of your family on the headline news in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody is here, one, two, three. Within the next three years, you will make headline news. If you are the one, let your amen be the loudest here. Within the next three years, you will make headline news. Your business will make headline news. Your family will make headline news. Your career will make headline news. Your job will make headline news. Shout a living amen to that. Please be comfortably seated. Refuse to think small. Refuse to think small. You are going somewhere. You serve a big God. You must think big. Your God is not small. Why must you be thinking small? Everything looking small. Everything looking small around you. Things must change. 
from this church, people will own aircraft. God will raise multi-billionaire from this service. And if you are among them, let your image show you right now. From this service, from this mountain today, God will raise up men that will own vessels. In the name of Jesus Christ. You are just starting. You have not started yet. You have not seen anything yet. You will see blessing. You will see greatness. You will see favor. You will see turn around. God will change your story in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't give up on yourself. You must change your pattern of thinking. Where no one has ever gotten to, open up your mind. He said, as far as your eyes can see, I've given it to you. If you can see it, you can have it. Before we ever came to this facility, I saw it. Is somebody hearing me right now? I saw it. We didn't go there overnight. I saw it. I saw it. When I just started and then was struggling with 20, 30 people, you know, I was preaching and sweating like I'm sweating. Even I sweat more than this. Preaching us with, with every energy within me. Why? I saw beyond the people that were inside the congregation. I saw overflow. I saw people trooping in. Is somebody hearing me right now? And suddenly, within six months, we started seeing overflow in our church. And then I saw another bigger place. One day I was praying. I went to the wall of the auditorium and I hit the wall. I said, This wall, you must move backward. You must move backward. And then suddenly, God gave us a bigger facility in Oregon. Is somebody hearing that? As soon as I got to Oregon, I changed my mindset again. I started thinking something big. Lord, this is not enough for us. Even when we got there, look at it. When we got to Oregon, we were about 300 people. Even though we left, we left Tony Street, about 600, 700 people. When we got there, we started counting 300 people. The hall was not filled, but suddenly I started seeing God enlarging our coast, and we are breaking for on every side. Before we knew what was happening, we were 600. And then within one month, we doubled. January 2006, the church just doubled. And then suddenly, second service started, third service started, fourth service started. And then here we are today. I decree today, wherever you came from, God will change your story in the name of Jesus Christ. Say louder, amen to that. You must never think small. Things will start happening big for you after this service. In the name of Jesus Christ. The kind of money you have never handled all through your life. After the encounter of Nata, it will touch your hand in the name of Jesus. Oh, that's God speaking to me. Somebody is here this morning. I don't know who you are. God is saying to me, the kind of financial blessing you have never handled all your life, all your life, all your life. After this nata, your hands will touch that financial blessing. If you are the one, let your amen be the louder this morning. If you are the one, let your amen be the louder this morning. If you are the one, let your amen be the louder this morning. I release upon you financial turnaround, financial breakthrough. Financial provision, financial supply, financial favor. Receive it now. I said, receive it now. I said, receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. So shall it be in the name of Jesus Christ. Someone came here today, rejected and dejected. You came here disappointed. You came here with struggling. But I can announce to you that after this matter, within three months, your story will change forever in the name of Jesus Christ. And everything will happen suddenly in your life in quick succession. Let me announce to you, your lost year shall be recovered. If you are the one I'm praying for, let your image show you this morning. Every year your life, the enemy has stolen, it shall be restored. 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 I decree restoration in your life. Restoration in your business. Restoration in your career. 
God told me in this mountain, in this service, he said there shall be instant restoration. Therefore, I decree everyone here that I've lost something, you lost time, you lost years, you lost job, you lost business, you lost career, whatever you have lost, I command your instant restoration. Lift your hand and shout three, leave it amen to that. So shall it be in Jesus' mighty name. Please be comfortably seated. The sixth enemy you must destroy is called the Jebusite. The Jebusite. You must destroy the Jebusite to access your inheritance in God. What does the word Jebus mean? The word Jebus means trodding down. Trodding down. It means heaviness. Heaviness. And that is one thing the enemy uses to hinder people from accessing their tolerant blessing. It is called the spirit of heaviness. Many today are hindered by the devil. Plaguing them with heaviness spirit. They are always heavy. Looking heavy. Looking down. Looking discouraged. Looking depressed. And so they are robbed of their blessing. Do not allow your situation to determine your state of mind. No. Allow the word of God to determine your state of mind. Many today have allowed Satan to attack their mind because of what they are going through with the spirit of heaviness. And when you are heaviness, when you are heavy in your spirit, you can't access God's blessing. God only appears and blesses those who have joyfulness of heart. Joyfulness of heart. And Satan knows that. So he opens your eyes to see around you what is not working, what has not happened, what you have been looking for that has not come into your hand. And in the process, you become heavy. And when you become heavy, the door is shut against your access of blessing. No wonder David said in Psalm 42 verse 5, Psalm 42 verse 7, he said, why art thou cast down on my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? He said, hope thou in God. Who is the help? And the help of your countenance. You must not allow your, your soul to be down. When you are down on the inside, you'll be down on the outside. When you are down in your heart, you'll be down in your life. You must walk against the spirit of heaviness. No matter what is happening around you, stay joyful. Nobody ever went through persecution and tribulation like Paul. But Paul was never down once. Paul was never cast down once. Paul was never looking down. Paul was never depressed. Paul was always joyful. Chapter 3, verse 1 of the Philipp of Philippians. Paul said, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. This was a man who knew what it means to be down because of what he had gone through. But Paul will never allow himself to be down. He said, rejoice in the Lord all the time. And then chapter 4 of that same Philippians, verse 4. He said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say unto you, rejoice. Ever rejoice. Ever rejoice. Ever rejoice. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 16, he said, rejoice evermore. No matter what is happening around you, make a choice to rejoice. Make a choice never to be down. Exchange the spirit of heaviness for the spirit of praise all the time. Put on the garment of praise. Put on the spirit of joy. Even in the midst of challenges, refuse to be down. Because when you are down, everything will go down. Chapter 17 of Proverbs 22, 
A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dried the bone. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dried the bones. Glory be to God. When the enemy said I will never be able to father a child, there was never a time I was down. No, never down. I was ever up, jumping and jumping everywhere, preaching. And still praying for people. And in those days, I was the one that would do naming ceremony for all our church members. I was attending naming ceremony for all members and doing it joyfully with all my heart. Rejoicing. And then God broke that yoke. Many of you are down. You look down. Even in your face, it shows. But today, every spirit of depression around you, I break it in the name of Jesus Christ. And that's why many of us break down in sickness because until you are depressed on the inside, you are depressed in your spirit, you can't be depressed physically. He said the spirit of a man will succeed in his infirmity. Chapter 18 of Proverbs 14. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. When your spirit is down, look at it here, your body will be down. Your body will be down. So it's time to stop that spirit of depression looking down. Every time be smiling. Every time be laughing. Every time be rejoicing. He said, when you get to enter your promised land and take advantage of your supernatural land, remain joyful. Stand on your feet and shout three hallelujah. Come on, another one. Shout another bigger hallelujah. That's how to do. Look at me, everybody, before you take your seat. Anytime you notice yourself, things are just things are just happening negatively, negative, negatively from the, every angle. Things appear to be, I mean, to be shutting down. Lock yourself inside your room or anywhere you find yourself and begin to give God a great shout. Refuse to be down. When you do that, you you destroy the power of the enemy of your life, and before you know it, everything turns around. Things only turn around for those who have a high spirit all the time. From today, you will never be down again in the name of Jesus Christ. Every depressive spirit around your life, I break their hold in the name of Jesus Christ. Every spirit of depression, I break their hold in the name of Jesus Christ. Let me hear your living amen like thunder. Please, you may be seated. You know, until Hannah stopped being depressed, stopped being sad, her miracle of fruitfulness never came. No. There are women in the service that are overdue for fruitfulness, but they are, anytime they see their period, they see blood, they, they become sad. No. That's what to begin to rejoice. Blood is not a sign of unanswered prayers. Is somebody hearing me right now? Anybody can see blood. Men can see blood. Children can see blood. You caught yourself, you see blood. That you see blood or see me miscarriage. You begin to rejoice. And when you are rejoicing, that is faith at work. Hannah was always sad. But the Bible says, the last time God visited her, the Bible says, and she was no more sad. Her countenance was no more sad. That was when a miracle came. First Samuel Chapter 1, look at it, verse 18. And she said, Let thy handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went away and did eat. It's time to eat after this service. Is somebody hearing me right now? Eat over the devil's head because your breakthrough is coming. I said, Your breakthrough is coming. Shout like somebody who's expecting breakthrough. And she went and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. Glory be to God. When they bring bad news from you, bad news from there, negative news from there, and then negative news coming from there, order for a bottle of wine and start drinking on the, on the head of the devil. And like I can tell you something, things will turn around. Amen. Glory be to God. When this church was being under construction and then 
They were bringing all manner of bills, all manner of bills. They will come to my office. We need this. We need that. We need this. They will be coming. They were coming in torrents because we had a target to meet. I needed several millions of naira to put it in place. And you can't be asking people to give. No. To put them under pressure. No. I will have to believe God for the money to come. So each time they bring all the bees, I'll just look at the food. I'll be laughing. They didn't know I was laughing. I was laughing over the, the head of the devil to let the devil know he has lost the battle. I will not allow myself to be depressed. In the name of Jesus Christ, every spirit of depression in your life, that spirit of frustration and discouragement over your life, I break it in the name of Jesus Christ. And I have good news for you. The last disappointment you had before you came to this service is the last one you will have this year in the name of Jesus. If you are the one, jump on your feet and shout free living amen to that. So shall it be. I must stop here. Lift your hands and begin to give God thanks. Stand on your feet, everybody. Begin to worship the Lord. Begin to give him praise. Your destiny is changing. Open your mouth wide. Lose yourself. Oh, captive daughter of Zion, lift, lose yourself from every spirit of discouragement. Lose yourself from every demon of Dankers. Come on, everybody, open your mouth and give the Lord a great, great shout. Bless the Lord. Shout. Hallelujah. Come on, shout. Hallelujah. Come on, shout. Hallelujah. Are you still standing on one spot and shouting? I expect you to jump around. I expect you to jump on your feet and lose yourself from every spirit of heaviness and lose yourself from every captivity and lose yourself from the spirit of fear and lose yourself from the spirit of indiscipline. Lose yourself from discouragement. Lose yourself from every word that has kept you down. It's time to lose yourself. Are you jumping or you are still on the same spot? Let the devil know you are free. 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 No more discouragement. No more frustration. No more indiscipline. No more fear. Open your mouth and shout. Hallelujah. Come on, shout. Hallelujah. Come on, shout. Hallelujah. Come and shout hallelujah. Come and shout hallelujah. Come and shout hallelujah. Come and shout hallelujah. Are you still on one spot, still shouting? Come and loose yourself. Shake up the beast. Shake up the beast of heaviness. Shake it off. 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 Come on. Choir, get ready now. Choir, get ready. We need high presses right now. Come on, come on, come on, quickly now. Come on. Come on, get ready. Shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. Shake it off. Somebody's breaking loose. Your tongue around has come. Your breakthrough has come. Your open has come. Your blessing has come. Your favor has come. Come on. Jump on your feet and shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Shout it on the rooftop. Hallelujah. Let the devil know he has lost the battle over your head. He has lost the battle over your marriage. He has lost the battle over your family. He has lost the battle over your ministry. He has lost the battle over your family. Come on. Go ahead and give me a great shout. Give me a great shout. 
Give me a great shout. Glory, Glory. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. It's a new day for you. I said it's a new day for you. It's a new beginning for you. Every spirit of fear is broken over your life. Let me hear your amen and thunder. Amen. Let me hear your amen and thunder. Amen. It took a fearless spirit to step into the unknown to come and start this work almost 18 years ago. It took a fearless spirit to take up his world and step into this city without anything. It took a fearless spirit. Everything God has spoken to you, every spirit of fear holding you back, I break it in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, let me hear your email like fire. Every word you have spoken over your life that has held you down, every improper word around your life, every word that has sent you to prison, today I command your liberty in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of pride that may want to hinder your access to God's blessing for your life or to retain God's blessing for your life, I break it in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of indiscipline in your life, hey, hey, today I break it in the name of Jesus. That small thinking, I command your mind to be expanded, to be enlarged, to be enlarged, to be enlarged. To be enlarged. Where nobody has ever got into your family, you will get there. What nobody has ever touched in your family, you will touch it. The kind of house nobody has ever lived in your family, you will live there. Come on, let me hear your email and thunder. Let me hear your email and thunder. The next three months of your life, you are going to have a major contact live in the name of Jesus. Come on, let me hear your amen and thunder. No more heaviness in your life. No more depression in your life. No more discouragement in your life. No more frustration in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, so shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name.